This is Alan. This is Matt. And this is the Vinyl Crawl, the final crawl. What? In our Vinyl Crawl. Yes. Can you believe it's been 12 different crawls? It's been a long crawl. Seems like just yesterday we were talking about Blondie. <laughs> what was, what was <laughs> the first true. one we did? I'm trying to remember. It was, I don't know was it Springsteen? Was uh, the river? That was that was close to the beginning. It was beginning. close to the beginning. I mean, I guess I could. I could look it up. That kind of takes the fun out of it. But let's see. Let's see what the first one. Yeah, I can't. I'm just sitting on a fence thinking about it. Because this has to be like a little bit of a retrospective, too, of what we've talked about so far. I'm trying to think about what all we've... I know we did the river. We did Blondie early. Yeah. Was the river the first? Did Maybe. we really start with the river? I don't know. It's possible. Ties that bind was really popular when it's we started. Possible because he was he had the show coming up too. Yeah. I don't know. Well, ties that bind came out when we first started our podcast. Remember the box set? That was a big deal. Let's see. Let's let's look on ye old Spotify. And see what, man, we've done a lot of, done a lot of albums. You know what? It was Big Sugar. Oh, I forgot about Big Sugar. Fun, fun fact about Big Sugar. So I came by the mutual record store we both work at on Sunday after record store day Mm -hmm. to pick up some things that I left because I was so dead tired by the time we were done by record store day, I had to leave a few things behind and a guy was in there looking for Big Sugar Ride Like what? Hell. How weird is that? What? So Big Dave's working behind the counter, and he's searching his heart out for Big Sugar because yeah. he doesn't know what it he is. Know what I don't blame him. Yeah. Nobody knows really what Big Sugar is down yeah. here. It's a Canadian hard rock right. band. You knew him from the Mule, from Government Mule. Yeah. I knew him from my wife being Canadian. Actually, I, I knew him before the Mule. Really? Well, that came out. When I worked at the record store in the mall. True. Very and true. And it was on BMG. Maybe? It was, I think, or Electra, one of the two. One of the two, and they were heavy into promos and promoting and all that. So, so yeah, got, an older guy yeah. came in looking wow. for, he was asking Big Dave if he could order Big Sugar Ride Like Hell. And I was like, I don't think they have an album called Ride Like Hell, but we did have the Ride Like Hell EP yeah. on CD. And I can tell you that because we podcasted about it. And he looked at me with a blank face because he had no idea what a podcast right. was. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I walked over to the CD section and I found, sure enough, it was still there. That I'm Ride sure Like Hell EP. it was still there. Yes. On vinyl CD because yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason, our first stop was a CD. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we sold... That Ride Like Hell EP to a Hell guy that yes. was looking for it was, and you know what? It's a great EP. It is still, you know, one of my favorite yeah. Big Sugar deals for sure. But this, we're not talking about Big Sugar on this one. <laughs> we're we, not. Could. we could, we could talk about Big Sugar. They got a lot of good albums, but no, this time we are drinking a Ballast Point Even Kill Mango, right? Yep, Mango. Yep, with. The Rolling Stones, 1960, what is it? Eight. I'm going to say eight, eight, nine, 1968, 69. Compilation, Through the Past Darkly, Big Hits, Volume 2. One of my favorite 
compilations it's ever been in rock and roll. Actually, it might be 70. 70? Wow. So they had huge success with Big Hits Volume 1. That kind of had all their early all their early rock hits on it, like yeah. Under My Thumb and... Um, was that... What was that? Uh, Big hits and phased cookies. No, it was, it was uh, it was the green grass and high, high grass green. Oh, hot rocks. No, 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 no. The first uh, Stones, the volume one. There's hot rocks and hot rocks too. Yeah. But then there was uh, big hits, high and tides, and green grass. That was the first. That's the volume one of this, right? Is that? Am I making this up? I'm getting it confused then with that. What was the one that was? Oh, maybe Hot Rocks Two is called Big yeah, Hits no, and Face right Cookies or something. Yeah, it is. is. That what it That's is? Hot okay. Rocks Two. No, the first Rolling Stones Big Hits because the one we're talking about today is Big Hits Volume Two. Big Hits Volume One was called High Tide and Green Grass. Okay, yeah. And it's all their super early, like Play with Fire, Hearthstone. Um, uh, let's spend the night together. Isn't that on? Or maybe that's on. No, let's spend the night together. It's on volume two. What is on volume one? It's their Beatles Red album. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's a great point. It's the Beatles Red album to this being the Beatles Blue album. The volume one has Can't Get No Satisfaction, The Last Time, As Tears Go By, Time Is On My Side. It's all the earliest, more pop Rolling Stones singles. Yeah. Volume two is like, we just popped this tab. We're going to go on a trip. Here's the psychedelic hits of the Rolling yes. Stones. And I prefer volume two much more than volume one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're both solid. They're both solid. They're both good comps. Even volume one could be a little edgier than your Beatles Red album. Yes. Stones oh, yeah. Wise. You know, 19th Nervous Breakdown's a lot edgier than anything the Beatles did on yeah. the Red album. Satisfaction. Not fade away. Yeah. Get off my cloud. Well, not fade away it was a Buddy Holly tune. True, but it's still on that yeah. comp. So, um, I, they were the Stones were always more hard edged than the Beatles. Like they were, oh, yeah. they were kind of like the street Beatles. Like they, they were more they they had more blues street cred than the Beatles ever did. The Beatles were more the bubble gum early on. And then kind of moved into the the psychedelic realm later on, just like the Stones did. Um, but let's get into our beer first. That's the easiest thing. Let's talk about our That's beer. True. Yeah, it's easy to skip over because it is a session ale. It is. So it's yeah. a it's a four point five, which is nice for this time of the year. It's, weather's getting warmer. Yeah, you're out in the yard a lot. It's a good yard beer. It is a good yard. If you're beer. out there. You got that cup holder on the mower. You stick it in that right. cup holder. Yeah. If it gets a little shaken, you lose some fizz. It's okay. It's okay. It's still going to taste good. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a good beer. You know. Yeah. And Ballast Point, we've talked about them before. We've had them on the podcast before. Their stuff's solid. Everything they do yeah. is solid. They don't have a bad beer. Nope. At all. And I prefer that citrus side. So anything. Mango, they've got the pineapple sculpin. Yeah. Um, now, I do prefer sculpin to the set to this session. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's a little heavier. It's got a little higher alcohol count. Yes. And you can really taste that between yes, the two. Yes, you can. Yeah. But this is great. I mean, it's yeah. you taste the mango. It smells good. It smells fruity. 
Yep. It smells like a fruit salad. <laughs> it does. It smells yeah. great. Like there's all kinds of like lemon and, and citrus notes and mango notes and everything else when you smell right. it. It's a great beer. Great it's summer It's a good beer. beer. Yeah, it's a great summer beer. If you're on the beach, it be a good beach beer. Exactly. And it's still what? Like how, what's the alcohol on it? I think it's, it's four or five. Is it four or five? 4.2, 4.5, something like that. So yeah, still take a few to get you trashed. But, you know, if you're on a beach, <laughs> take a sixer. That'll get you right. trashed. All six. Just one after the other. Just throw shotgun. Them, just throw them a shot. Shotgun. You get, your, you get whatever tool out you need. You poke, you poke your hole. You crack That's the top. Right. You shotgun them. Yeah. Because everybody knows that when you eventually vomit that back up, mango is going to be the flavor you want to taste. Exactly. <laughs> it's better than the Bud Light, you know, rat piss taste you get yeah. from that sort of thing. Mick Ultra. So, yeah. So that's the beer we're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> Shotgun it today. <laughs> um, but back to the album, because that's the album's interesting as well. The Through the Past Darkly Big Hits Volume 2. The first thing you'll notice when you see a vinyl copy, if you do see one out in the wild, they're getting pretty scarce these days. But if you do see one out in the wild, the first thing you'll notice, it looks like a big stop sign. Exactly. It's one of the only hex shaped Mm -hmm. like album covers I've ever seen. And a gatefold hex shape at that. And a gatefold. And if you buy the album, don't lose the inner sleeve. (laughs) No, because you're not. (laughs) You'll have to cut your own. Yeah, it's going to be arts and crafts time if you try to to make another inner sleeve for it. Yeah. And that's the other thing with this album is usually when you see it out in the wild, it's usually beat all to hell. Oh, yeah. Almost every copy I've ever seen has been the corners are frayed and like the sleeve looks all nasty. And sometimes the, the record will be bowed a little bit, have a little warp to it. And it's just because, for whatever reason, they thought it was a good idea to make a hex sleeve. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why know. they did that. Yeah. But it's cool nonetheless, and you can spot it a mile away. Like, for one, it's smaller than a. It looks smaller than a normal album cover, but you can really spot this guy a mile away. I like the cover art too because it's like all their faces are pressed up. Against yeah. the against I like the, the, inter- sl- the gatefold. Oh, where they're all sitting in a circle? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like you, laying in a circle, rather. You've got the dedication of Brian Jones. Right. That's to, that's the other big thing. This is one of is, the last releases with Brian Jones yeah, on it. That's true. And it is a compilation, but, you know, who's to say if Brian Jones would have stuck around, they wouldn't have gone even further into, like, the psych rock Yeah, realm, really. Because what than, was next? Let It Bleed? Yeah. They, they went straight I mean, Southern Rock Blues after this. Yeah. Yeah. So... Maybe it might have been Goat's Head Soup. I'm not sure. No, Goat's Head Soup is like 74. Okay. 75. Right on. Yeah. But I, this comp has possibly my favorite Rolling Stones songs in general on it. It has Honky Tonk Women, which is always going to be great. Oh, yeah. That one of the it's best. A classic. One, is that dog trying to get into the pub again? <laughs> Go well, ahead. Let's go it's ahead. It's a season finale. It is. What would the season finale be without the dog trying to claw True. its way into the pub? Every time. That's It's part of our thing. It is yeah. our thing. But um, Honky Tonk Women, Ruby Tuesday. Ruby Tuesday is a fantastic song. That's probably one of my top five Stones tunes. I love that tune. The song on here that I like more than Ruby Tuesday is She's a Rainbow. That's a good tune. That 
I've, I, you know, they had a lot of missteps with their psychedelic music. The Stones did. True. Satanic Majesties. Yeah. It, it wasn't a big hit. It was weird. It had a lot of weird stuff in it. Um, but I think they really hit the mark with like she's a rainbow. Yeah. Like that. That's them. Dandelion. Dandelion. I mean, yeah. That's them peeking out on psych rock. Yeah. That's probably as good as they can do with psych Pun rock. Pun intended. Peaky now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's another thing. The time period that this came out, I'm sure they or the the label were trying to capitalize on the psychedelic movement right. that was going on too. Um, yeah. You know, just in general with. What do you think about 2000 Light Years from Home? Do you like that one? Oh, yeah. That's a weird track, though, it right? Is. Like that's it is, but I like it. But it, and that's the thing. It's like it's it almost is, like the Stones guesting on a Pink Floyd track or something. <laughs> True. It is interesting though how they they did pretty much collect all the psychedelic Stones here, mm-hmm. and this is almost like that timeline of like, okay, here it is. We've collected it, and the decade changes, and we're going this direction. Yeah. Which is what, that's what leads me to believe that Brian Jones was probably the main proponent for the psych rock yeah. stuff. That's, of it, course, he also did a lot of drugs, man. He <laughs> he was one of, I yeah. mean, Keith does a lot of drugs too, but Brian was more into the psychedelics from right. what I remember from reading about it. This is kind of closing the book on the psychedelic stones. Yeah, it's all heroin and coke after that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the psychedelics are done. Now we're on to the, the hard stuff. Um and this is also right before they had uh, what's the guitarist name that came in with them for the blues years, like the uh, Mick the, Taylor. Mick Taylor. Yeah. This is pre Mick Taylor, right yeah. before he came into the picture. So most people probably know. Uh, do what do you think most people know these songs? They should. I mean, every everybody should know Jumpin' Jack Flash, right. but then there's. You know, and let's spend the night together. Even Mother's Little Helper, but it there are oddities like within these kind of more psychedelic tunes. You have you better move on. Yeah, it's sitting on a fence. Isn't that odd? Which those belong two are so odd on the the Red album, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> but then you know, we love you. Another that was on. Satanic it Majesties, was. wasn't it? Yeah, they pulled a lot from that for yeah. this. Because 2000 Light Years was on that one as well, I believe, if I remember right. But, you know, Honky Tonk Women, everybody's going to know. Uh, even, well, Street Fighting Man. But yeah, I mean, there's within that first side of Street Fighting Man, She's a Rainbow, Ruby Tuesday, Dandelion, and then Sitting on a Fence. Yeah, that's Which odd. is kind it's of just, a, a, a weird one. But maybe they didn't have another tune. They could have put, what is it, Child in, what's that one song, Child in Time? or That's Deep Purple. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Child in oh, Time is Deep Purple. What is that one tune that's right around that time period? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, what Child, you're looking for. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up okay. while, we're, while we're chatting on this. Well, the Child reason, of the Moon. Yeah, now that sounds familiar. Yeah. That does sound familiar. The reason I like this one so much, other than just the the killer cover art, like the hex cover is just, that's fantastic. It's one of those kind of gimmicky things that really works. Um, 
when I first got introduced to the Stones, I want to say my first Stones album was probably Hot Rocks, just like most people. Yeah, mine too. And Hot Rocks is a good overall view of the Stones up until 1975 or 6, maybe. Um, probably more like 72. Really? Well, well, your Wild Horses come out. Wild Horses was on... Because that's on Hot Rocks. Yeah, it was on... Um, oh, geez. It was Goat's Head Soup, right? I don't think so. No? I think it was earlier than that. Okay. Um, Wild Horses was on... Uh, oh, my gosh. Andy I- Warhol... Zipper. Oh, Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers. Man, okay, I totally so totally blanked on that. So Sticky Fingers yeah. is seventy-two. You're probably three. yeah. You are probably right on the money there, and I'm probably just thinking it that Hot Rock Hot Rocks is later. Sticky Fingers is seventy-one. Exile seventy-two. Hot Rocks only covers up to seventy-one. Right. Because Hot so Rocks let it bleed seventy. Sixty-nine. Oh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> it's hard to imagine Let It Bleed was 69. Yeah. Because they were already into like the country rock and southern right. rock feel in 69. Bizarre. Hmm. But, yeah. But, you know, you had an album like Music from Big Pink that came out in 67 right. amongst the psychedelic You're exactly era right. You're exactly that right. That pretty much broke on through. So Hot Rock's was my first introduction to the stones. And I think that's a perfect introduction for anyone to the stones. It really oh, is yeah. their greatest hits. It's great. You know, there's all those 40 licks and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Hot rocks is always going to be where it's at. I mean, that, that is the stones at their absolute yeah. best in my opinion. It is. Um, but after the weird thing is after hot rocks, I went to this album in my CD collection, the volume two, the big hits volume two. Yeah. Because I think I saw it at Walmart, and I was like, oh, that cover art looks cool. I don't really know most of these songs. These weren't on Hot Rocks, you know. So I'll, and I fell in love with like Dandelion, Ruby Tuesday, mm-hmm. all the psych rock stuff. I was big into Pink Floyd at the time. Oh, well, that goes, this material goes right, hand in hand. Exactly. With it. I had this CD. And I had relics, Pink Floyd relics together. Oh, wow. And it was a great one-two punch between those two. Because if I wanted something that rocked out a little harder, I could go Stones. Yeah. If I wanted something that was a little more like free your mind kind of thing, I could go Relics. You were fucked up as a kid, weren't you? <laughs> um. I used to go to bed with Relics programmed. Like, <laughs> God. I would flip around like Arnold Lane and, you know, I'd keep bike off of the programming because yeah. when the... When the duck sounds and the clocks and stuff hit, that's not good for sleeping. Like, no. That's not a good sleep album. No. <laughs> Child of the Moon yeah. was a B-side to Jumpin' Jack Flash. Okay, there it is. It was a non-LP B-side. Wow. So, there you go. So when did you buy your copy of... I just bought my copy of Big Hits Volume 2 yeah. a few weeks back. When did you buy your copy of it? Sometime in the 90s. Yeah, I guess during the lull in the in the record and the record know. collecting thing. I guess I see, and that's the thing with me. I saw the lull in the pressing new vinyl, the new releases coming out, mm-hmm. but I never saw a lull in the used because I was always shopping for used. Yeah, um, vinyl. So, and I mean, I probably bought it for. 
three ninety nine. Yeah, I was gonna say you probably spent three or four dollars. Yeah, tops. But and that's what's, you know, I remember those. I remember those days well when I could go into Pack Rats, you know, way back when when that was our local record shop, and see any Stones album I wanted basically for three and four dollars a piece. If you paid more than that, it better be something really special. Yeah. I mean, promo the, or something. Right. I I bought, you know, I bought Springsteen Asbury Park for a dollar. It was yeah. 99 cents and it was mint. My copy in Nebraska, I paid a buck for it. Right. It's just, you know. it was a different time. <laughs> it was like, a different you know, time. CDs were the thing. Yeah. And it's odd to think now that we wouldn't put Nebraska out in the store for less than 15, probably. Yeah. 10 or 15. But, and, it was 20 some odd years ago too. It was. So it really was, you know, there's that too, but that's a, that's a huge inflation to go from a buck True. to like 10 to 15. When the CD list prices stayed the same, 1898. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which I'll never understand <laughs> no. why that's they, I mean, they can't understand why CDs aren't selling when they've had them at the same stupid $20 price point. Since 1992. Yeah. I mean, that makes... Catalog, $7.99. Right. Um, Two-disc sets, $9.99. New releases, $12.99. That's crazy. You know, that's what it should be. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... I don't know. CDs have waned so much. And I say that in the fact that we work in a record shop that sells CDs as well. Use CDs. Yeah. And people still buy the living hell out of them. Oh yeah. Like, and there's nothing wrong with that because CDs still sound good. There's no, there's nothing wrong with listening to CDs. No. If you've got a good CD player with a good DAC in it, it sounds great. Yeah. Like your digital to analog conversion will sound fine. Mm-hmm. But new, I don't understand why people buy new CDs. I never do. I, you know, we're it's getting better. I think sometimes when we order CDs for people, they get more around that twelve to fifteen range now. Yeah, but twenty bucks for a new CD seems. I feel bad going. Oh, that's eighteen ninety nine. It's that it's that old business model. Yeah. that these guys have that they think works, and and it's a lot of those labels too. I don't want to call out any labels or anything, yeah. but it's some of the labels that's like just lower it you know the new Sturgill Simpson I think is like what thirteen ninety nine. well that's perfect that's you know and that thing has beautiful album art yeah on CD or I'd prefer and we're selling the hell of it we are because it's beautiful yeah it looks beautiful it sounds good that's the, the at the basic point that's the only two things you need yeah you need a product that looks great and you need something that sounds good and on the other end of it the vinyl release is nineteen ninety nine, which I feel is an acceptable list price. You know, I I go back and forth. It, it is compared to other releases that is very acceptable. It's got a download with it, or no, it's got an actual CD copy with it. Oh wow! So that's yeah, that's I fine. mean that's yeah that's you look at that's it that's incredible ten bucks a piece. That's incredible twenty bucks. So, you know, the thing that I have a hard time trying to swallow is when we have single single vinyl reissues that are twenty eight ninety nine. Yeah. Like how do you how do you justify that to the to a customer that I mean I know that this is a physical media that takes time to produce 
and it's not it's not a CD that can just be spit out left and right, you know, little, little bits of plastic. These are, you know, vinyl that's being pressed and right. it's a whole process with old archaic machines. But at some point they gotta be making a little on the top there. Like, yeah, well, and if you're going to charge that, make sure quality control is also there too. Right. I mean, I think in the last year or two, I've seen more stuff come back defective and it's you know we do get that a lot more now more than i did in the first 10 years there's a lot more the warped industry. there's yeah. a lot more with packaging that's damaged labels not on straight labels not on center yeah um the cut on it yeah the lathing off. is, is yeah. odd like a lot of times are sharp on the edges right yeah like cut somebody sharp like we'll sell dremel tools i guess <laughs> <laughs> you sell, we should sell our sell spin cleans and Dremel tools. Right. That's all you need to get your record collection up to shape. Just Dremel your edges and spin clean them <laughs> to get the excess wear and tear off of them from the machines. Yes. But why do you? Th- let me. This is a good time to bring this up too. Why do you think they've never done a reissue of Through the Past Darkly, Volume Two, like Big Hits Volume Two? Why do you think that's never? Do you think it's just too time consuming to cut a hex? Like a hex oh, album yeah, cover, probably. That and I mean, all of these songs are on something else, too. I mean, and actually, there hasn't been a whole lot on the Stones reissue market for vinyl. That's very true. You know, here and there, we have some, well, and I can kind of see why, it's like something like Tattoo You, wouldn't need to be reissued because we can find that used everywhere. Well, and that's that's a great point that we talked about with previous record store day. It's like a catalog that's out there that sold millions and millions. So there's a lot of these records out there. Why go back and reissue them for a record store day or even just regularly, you know, and that's, there's plenty of copies. I I mean, you say it's getting, it's hard to find a really nice clean copy. You can always find a copy of tattoo. You, of Tattoo You, yeah. or even some of the older stuff, too. Sometimes, yeah. But Tattoo You, yeah, I mean, I paid a buck for mine. Right. You know, we, And we, I like that album. I do, too. You know. Yeah, a little TNA is where it's at. Right. But... Uh, Neighbors. <laughs> and, Neighbors. And Hang Fire. That's good stuff, man. It's the best it's minute good stuff. and 38 <laughs> seconds there is. A, but... Uh, and we did, you know, we did a fake, we're talking about RSD right now. We did a fake RSD list on modern vinyl about stuff that we thought would be hilarious to reissue. And one of them was like a 300 gram rumors reissue with like, <laughs> with divorce papers from Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham and in the insert. Like, cause that's kind of where we're getting with a lot of things. Yes. Is, yeah. I didn't see a lot this year. What was the one that was reissued that had no business being reissued? Jethro Tall. Oh yeah, that had no business getting reissued. Yeah, why did they re? It, what was it? It's only it's only rock and roll. It's or? only rock and roll. I think is that what it's called? Or too young to too rock. Too old to rock. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, why? If you're gonna reissue something, do some kind of deluxe Aqualung or something. Like do something yeah. that people want. Thick as a brick. I mean, at least there pick you go. Something that you know. That's where I think that sometimes. The people that are coming up with the releases for Record Store Day are completely out of touch yeah. with what needs to actually be released. Right. But on that point, this year was a good year for releases, I thought. There it was were a, a lot of year. really interesting 
releases this year. Yeah. You know, we had that one I was talking about earlier to go with this Rolling Stones album, that psychedelic Get Me Home for Tea. Yep. Incredible cover art. Yeah. The big, beautiful Parlophone label on the record. Mm -hmm. And like, there's songs in there like We Are the Moles that are insane, insane music, like exactly what you'd expect out of that sort of thing. It had um, Steve, uh, I don't know if it's Steve, Steve Howie, is that how they pronounce the guy from Yes, the guitar player? Steve Howe. Yeah. Yeah. His early psych rock band before he went to Yes is on that comp. Yeah. <laughs> he was just psych rocking it from the beginning. <laughs> but that's the kind of things that you need for Record Store yeah. Day. Those Nuggets albums. The Nugs were great. And yeah. that's the, the East Coast Blues, the Rough yeah. Guy to East Coast Blues. I mean, you know, that's Record Store Day. They do the Rough Guide things every year, and I like those. I think yeah. they're pretty cool releases. Yeah. Well, it opens people up to new music. And not the same old reissue or whatever. Yeah. I think another one we were joking about was, you know, every year they have the uh, lullaby renditions of, or rock rockabye, is it? Rockabye baby. Rockabye baby, and of, it's like lullabies renditions yeah. of, and I said they should do lullaby renditions of Big Black. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> rockabye baby, lullaby renditions of Big yeah. Black songs about fucking. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen Danzig either. So, yeah, lullaby yeah. renditions of Danzig. We haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, or, or lullaby renditions of that Tuvian throat singing or something like that. We haven't seen that yet either. But that's the, I don't know, RSD's getting better. I yeah. think this year was a good step forward. And I think that, you know, for what we do with our podcast, when we talk about records and talk about what we like about records, a good record store day only helps those sort of things. Like yes. having a good record store day only helps that get better. So... Finishing up this crawl, we yeah. le- have we learned anything? Well, yes, we have. Okay. Uh, we've learned that we really like IPAs. We do. Citrusy ones. We prefer ones. IPAs even. Um, we like a good stout every now and then. Yeah. We love records. You know, we caught. We love talking about records. We love to- and we'll always love talking about records. Yeah. You, we caught Springsteen. This time around for the crawl. Yeah. Next time we're going to have to catch Brian Adams and Pearl Jam. True. Because th- those are the true patriots. Yes. <laughs> in this in this United States of America. You right are now. exactly right. I'm glad we caught Bruce. I'm glad yeah. we caught it for the river because we both we both like the river. You like yeah. it a little bit more than I do. I'm still not going to go down Ramrod's path. That's just <laughs> not something I can do. But I I like the river. Um, next crawl we will have to. You know, with with bands like Pearl Jam, and I don't know if we could grab a Brian Adams. I don't know if I, I like know. any of them. I don't yeah, know if I'm ready know. to wake up the neighbors with Brian Adams no. just yet, or the Robin Hood soundtrack. Although, Ooh. you know what? I really liked his "To Really Love a Woman" that he did with Paco de Lucia. I thought that was a yeah, that was a great jam. So maybe we could just talk about that track or huh. or something. The Mix softer that side of Alan Miller. <laughs> Come to the softer side with the vinyl crawl. Right. <laughs> So yeah, mm. it's been it's been a good season. It's been it a good has. crawl. We made it to the end. Yeah, we're still upright. We are. Yeah. Um, although you know these some of these beers will get you lifted. They will. They'll lift you up and then set you down. What's what do you think's been the uh, the strongest beer we've had this the time? Strongest beer. Um, that uh, even more Jesus. <laughs> that was, was insane, like, wasn't it? What was that like? 12, 12 and a half. 12 and a half. 
That one was pretty. But you know what? That's the perfect beer for Jesus and Mary Chain. Exactly. Because that's that album's a blurry thing. Yeah. Like it's there's no fine lines on that album. No. So you need a beer to go with that. What What do you think your favorite beer has been for the crawl? Oh jeez. You know we've had um we had some of those Canadian beers early on that, that were really good. The, yeah. We had that Beaver Duck. That's what I was thinking. Duck something. Yeah, that Beaver was Duck the big was a good one. one. Yeah. Uh, we had Snow Goose. That was the other Canadian yeah. one. And that was okay, too. Yeah. Man, we should have reviewed Camel's Snow Goose album. Oh, my God. How did we miss <laughs> that? And you even got a copy at the shop, maybe. I don't know if somebody's not picked it up yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a good album for anyone under, like, 30. That's a good 20. Right. If you're in your 20s, pick up Camel's Snow Goose. Yeah. If you like, like, yes, <laughs> pick it up. Because we know everyone under 30 loves yes. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Can we talk about it just for a second? Because <laughs> this is great. You know, we got to already close the tab out. Well, okay, we'll I want to talk anyway. for just a second about one of the coolest guys I saw on Record Store Day. And yeah. you know who I'm talking about. Heavy Metal Parking Lot. <laughs> oh, man. Was that guy not the coolest? Yes, he was. He came in and let me set it up. He came in in a denim jacket. Yeah. Patches all over it of like death metal bands yeah. and 80s metal bands. He had long blonde like... Like wavy blonde hair. Yeah. Mustache. Just the mustache. Just the right. blonde mustache. Hair over the face. He was looking for candle mass. He picked up Metallica's live shit binge and purge. Yep. Was it that one or no it, we was had, it, was he it, had that in his hand. Yeah. He picked up VHS tapes. That's all I yeah. and they were all metal VHS Cliff tapes. Them all. Cliff them all. There yeah. it was. I think it's awesome. That is record store People, day. Yeah. Yep. But this guy had to be in his twenties. He had to be. Yeah. Early twenties at that. Yeah. It was amazing. It was like a it was like a walking time capsule. Yes. Of your youth. Yeah. Municipal auditorium. You are heavy metal parking lot. I am. Well, you're more you're you're more jam band parking lot. Well, I experienced the <laughs> heavy metal parking both. lot and then found the replacements so that kind of took me to, into the goth parking lot <laughs> which is a dark dark yeah. parking dimly lit dimly yeah <laughs> <laughs> with lots of flowing dresses and lace sleeves and, and black and black just yeah. black as night yeah what was the podcast we had during the crawl where we talked about Cinderella speaking of having a oh, parking man. lot what did we equate to Cinderella? Wow. Yeah, and how did Cinderella get it? Well, I, it was Tesla. We got to Cinderella from Tesla. It was American Beauty because we were talking how did about we get from Tesla Dead to doing Cinderella? a great version of trucking. And then that spawned, hey, there's good hard rock acts out there <laughs> like Cinderella that aren't really the true heavy metal. The, right, all the kids love Cinderella. We're so out of touch with what reality is right now. <laughs> we don't even need beer. We're yeah. so like out of touch with this. We're just coming out of a long, cold winter. <laughs> yeah, we're like, hey, have you heard that new track, Gypsy Road, on D93? <laughs> like, we're, we're like, <laughs> we are so out of touch with what the kids are into. That's where it came from. Did we, we hear it on D93? No, American Beauty. Oh, American Beauty. Because we were talking about cover tunes. Wow. And I was like, Tesla does a great version of trucking, but Dwight Yoakam does it better. And I don't know. And what did Dwight Yoakam do trucking on? The dedicated right. uh, tribute. Which, 
Let's put a plug in. Solid. The new the new album coming out, the new Dead album, the Dead Tribute album. Oh yeah. That the National is is putting yeah. together. Was it gonna be like six discs? It's huge. It's huge. Huge. Everybody's on it's it. It's huge. It's huge. Everybody's on it. Like everybody <laughs> yeah. is on it. Yeah. And I I'm gonna say, and I'm I'm I don't want to step on toes or anything, but yeah. there's a good chance that'll be a podcast. Oh, definitely. Gotta be. That, but it'll be more than one beer. <laughs> that's a yeah. That's a long that, album. To, that podcast will be part one, part two. That could even like even inch over into dead air, maybe a little bit, like your radio show you oh, do yeah. every Sunday. Oh, on D ninety three in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's right. You can stream. What time it is too. it? Five to, to seven. Five to seven. Central yeah. Standard Time. Right. That's yeah. that's not a plug. That's just us in conversation. That's true. This is what we normally talk about, right? Right. When Dead Air comes on on D93 yeah. in Bowling mm-hmm. Green, Kentucky and online, that you can stream it. WDNSFM.com. WDNS. Get the app. <laughs> yeah, get the app now. So you can listen to Tommy Starr. There's another good plug. Yeah. All of our, you know, under 30 crowd will love Tommy Starr. <laughs> he plays all the stuff that they listen to, right? That's right. Cinderella, Gypsy Tesla, Road. Gypsy Road. Well, it's been a fun vinyl crawl. I think we've had a. I think it's been a successful one. Yes. We made it to the last pub, which is saying a lot. And we had a couple specials in there. We had a record store day special. That um, was. A good I one. had my commentary episode where I talked about Ian Black's album "Ripe" as Ian Black as Slug. Yeah. Um, which was a yeah. great album. Did we have? Did Lee join us for one? Two? Lee joined us for a couple. I think. Yeah, that's right. He was on the replacements, and he was on Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello. Yep. Which expect more Costello to come back next vinyl crawl because yeah. I'm still on a Costello kick. I'm not going to apologize for it. You he, shouldn't have to. Apologize he was better than Dylan it. in the '80s, and I will stand by that statement. <laughs> Yet another plug for Dylan in the '80s. The uh, yeah, we did in Randall replacements Port. book too. Trouble Boys. But yeah. don't look for another replacements podcast because I think we've done like, didn't we do? We did. Please to meet me. We've we've only talked about please to meet me twice. Yeah, we did a random pool for t- please to meet me, and then we did a vinyl and crawl a for vinyl please crawl. to meet me. Yeah. But it's replacements. We'll talk about replacements yeah. again. We'll talk about Tim. We'll talk about Let It Be. Yeah. We probably won't talk about Stink or Hoot Nanny. Could we could could we're all shook down. I don't know if we'll... Uh, be a short podcast. <laughs> we might just have to dive into Westerberg solo I was going to that. say, that's a podcast. Yeah. 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 But yeah, give us feedback and let us know if you like if you like this season, if if you thought it was fun, if, you, yeah. if we need to be more drunk, if we're too sober. If you like the beers we're drinking. Yeah, I mean... We've tried them. We can call an Uber. Yeah. Come pick us up at the, at the pub. Whichever if you don't like is. Dreadnought, send it to us. We'll oh, send it. us all the dreadnought you can. <laughs> just send us any beer. If you just yeah. want to send us beer, that's fine. Yeah. That's it. Send us beer for our next podcast. There it is. Ooh, we might get some really bad beer. That makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> send us beer for our next podcast series. Yes. That's what we're going to say. We make good connections this crawl, too. We we talked to people from Dogfish Head. We got we the did. RSD Dogfish Head beer. Yep. All kinds of great stuff happened this season. So yeah, send us the beer. Send us send us your contacts to people that have beer. Right. Send us pint glasses. We'll take pint glasses. We'll, Make sure and wrap them well so yes. they don't break in the post. Yeah, like that one right over there. Uh, in bubble wrap. There it is. Yeah. 
How many pint glasses do you think you have? Like, if you had to take a quick count off the top know, of your I've head. Moved, moved past the pint glass and gone to more. Now you're like snifter time? Funky, yeah. Funky snifter? Too many. Yeah, that's my DJ name. Is that a Herbie name. Hancock song? That's my DJ name. <laughs> the funky snifter? Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid you might get locked up for having that DJ name. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening to yeah, us this season. We appreciate you. it, and we'll be back again soon. Yeah.